Welcome to the Connected Hearts Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Kristen. My dear friends, Ellen and Ashlyn, they're my co-hosts. In today's episode, we share with you the results of us taking the five love languages quiz. So we talk about what we learned about ourselves and retaking the quiz, how we're applying it already in our relationships and in our friendships, and why we think knowing our love languages is really important. We're announcing it here first, but we're going to be launching the very first Connected Hearts podcast gift guide the week after Thanksgiving. And while there will be a social media component, the guides themselves, they're just going to be sent out by email. If you're not already subscribed to our emails, just reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. It's at Connected Hearts Pod with the best email for you. And we'll make sure that you get signed up. In the meantime, here's our latest episode on our love languages. Hey, here we are. Who do I have with me? Say hi. Hello, it's Ashlyn. Hey guys, it's Kristen. And I am very, very excited. We are talking about the five languages of love. The five languages of love, it's really something I took many, many years ago, and now we all took it again, and it's been interesting to look at it. Uh, I, I always knew mine would be the permanent, the most would be a physical touch, and it is 37%, but at the others, I didn't have a real look at. What are you guys thinking of taking the test? And well, I think we should go over what they what the yes. five languages of love are for people who don't mm-hmm. know. So there's there's quality time, physical touch, receiving gifts, words of affirmation, and acts of service. So if you've never read the book or taken a test before, maybe you can think about what resonates with you the most, but those are the five. I think we should back it up even further though why did we decide to take this test, right? Like we we were talking about it. We actually talk about, we reference the five love languages a lot just in conversation among the three of us. Always why, joking that yeah, I'm a toucher. Yeah, <laughs> especially because you, you touch a hawker. I, I don't, <laughs> clearly, um, based on my test results, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, why did you want to take this test again, Ellen? Uh, because... I literally knew physical touch uh, is my main love language because looking at all of them, they are all great, right? Who doesn't want all of them in their life? I'm raising my hand. I I don't want all of them in my life, but that's okay. (laughs) Okay. Who doesn't? She doesn't. (laughs) I could name a few other people as well who don't like touch. Okay. So for me, I looked at all of them. Like the gifts. I love gifts. A quality time. Words of affirmation. Acts of service. I love them all and especially physical touch. But if I would have to, like, if physical touch would not be in the package, I wouldn't feel loved. Even with all the gifts of the world, with all acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, it wouldn't be enough. I would feel empty. I could be on an island every other week, you know, and get diamond rings all day. But if I would be with a partner that doesn't touch me, or it's not only a romantic partnership, right? It's friendship where I don't get a hug uh, or the words of affirmation, uh, I, I would feel empty somehow. So, yeah. Ashlyn, what about you? Why did you want to take this test again? So I don't think I've thought about the five long love languages for a while until we are we're all working together and i you were doing a lot of like our our background work for you know the emails and the podcast and um what do i do ashlyn no i'm, I'm trying to think of emails <laughs> i'm trying to think my... of the word that you couldn't editing, editing. well <laughs> i was like literally making fun of her in my head earlier because she couldn't think of editing and now i spaced out editing karma's a bitch man. i know on this podcast, <laughs> on podcast i spaced it out hers was just in our conversation okay so all of basically the behind the scenes editing of yeah. everything yeah so 
I'm always like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Like, I, whatever. And you're like, okay, I don't receive that. You can tell me that all the time, (laughs) but I'm not going to receive your words of affirmation. Yeah. Hopefully Uh, I said it a little nicer than that. (laughs) I'm sure you did. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) So that made me rethink. And now transitioning relationships and coming out of a long-term relationship, it's like, maybe it would be a good idea to retake this test and see what I resonate with the most because I feel like it's always good I've taken it before and it's always good just to have a check-in with yourself even when you take a test a few years ago it can be totally different than now taking it again so Mm -hmm. I agree right yeah I was just very interested to see okay it, it sparked my interest when you were saying that like well what a, what am I now after being in a relationship for so long and coming out of it like what do I resonate now with similarly I took this test many years ago and my mom asked me to take it as a teenager so she discovered the love languages um when it was just a book I think maybe there was still a quiz associated with it but she and I, despite the fact that we work very closely together and that now, and that she is my best friend, hands down, um, we didn't get along very well when I was a teenager <laughs> at all. And she and I have very different love languages. And she wanted me, she wanted to understand my love languages so that she could show me that she loved me in the ways that were most important to me. And so I really hadn't taken it since I was, I don't know, 16, maybe 15. And I'm much older than that now. Um, decades, older. decades <laughs> older. <laughs> and so when it came up, when we, it came up in that same conversation about like, I could tell you were going out of your way to really thank me and to use words. And it, I was at moments I was like, you know, I know they're grateful, but why doesn't it always feel that way? Like, how could I know something Like, I knew you guys appreciated the work Mm -hmm. that I was doing, but in that moment, I was like, why does it feel like something else? And I was reminded of the love languages, and I was like, well, it's because those are words of affirmation. And at least two decades ago, words of affirmation were pretty low on my list. So Mm -hmm. you were the one, I think, that recommended that we retake the test and Mm -hmm. talk about it on the podcast. So we we should talk about our results next, but let me just say... I'm only getting more set in my ways as the years go by. <laughs> only getting all. more curmudge- curmudgeonly. Um, but anyway, I think I think our results were really interesting and indicative of who we are. I think they all made a whole lot of sense. Um, do we want to jump into our results and then kind of take it from there? Sounds yeah. good. Okay, go for it, Ellen. You start. Okay, I go for it. And for the friends that are listening right now, like close friends who are planning to give me a gift (laughs) for Christmas, please don't take that literally. But (laughs) zero gifts. That means not that I accept gifts. So I have simply zero gifts. And I feel like my love language is still giving gifts. So that's an interesting uh, way of looking at it, too, because I thought when I uh, feel loved by touch, then that should be as well as equal what you give, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we show our love differently as we receive. So zero gifts, but for my close friends. So I think we should tell people how these are divvied up. So basically, of the five love languages, on a scale of 100%, they assign you a percentage to each, uh, not to each gift, to each love language to indicate how important it is to you as compared to another. So what Ellen is saying is that of that percentage, she got 0% gifts. Yes. That's that, crazy. Yes, that is crazy, but I... I'm open for gifts. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, I guess it's not on my priority list because physical touch is the highest, 37. And then the next is words of affirmation. And then the next is quality time, 20%. And then we have acts of service, 13 only. And then back to that zero gifts. Let's step it up. What about you, Ashlyn? What were your results? So mine were not as drastic as that. Mine were pretty much close to almost, I don't know, within a few points of each other. So my top one 
uh, was quality time, which I figured would be my, my top one. Yeah. Um, but my second one I was really surprised by, and that's acts of service at 23. But it was funny because I asked my mom what she thought my love languages were, and she got pretty much all of them spot on one, two, three. Really? And I was like, how did you know acts of service would be so high? She's like, you're always doing things for people. And I think since I've taken this test, I didn't realize it before, but since I've taken this test, I'm realizing I do pe- I do things for people, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't understand that before. Um, so then, words of affirmation, nineteen percent, and then physical touch and receiving gifts were tied at sixteen percent. So you can give me all the gifts you want, and I'll still <laughs> receive it with love. <laughs> touch me and give me gifts. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I think. I think I didn't understand that I was acts of service because previously in my relationship, I would do acts of service, but he was also an acts of service. So it was hard because we were both kind of acts of servicing each other Mm -hmm. and his acts of service were greater. So he didn't always receive my acts of service because they weren't as great as his. Oh, interesting. So I, that's just what I'm now like reanalyzing it's funny we we did this with a friend of ours too and I keep talking about it and they're like you're just really analyzing this quiz a lot aren't you (laughs) and I'm like yes I mean when you have been in a relationship for so long and then you come out of it like it's very helpful to understand like the dynamic of that Mm -hmm. and to try and figure yourself out enough like I'm still 28 so Mm -hmm. I am still figuring myself out to then, if I get into another relationship, then I can have a little bit of knowledge of how I give and receive love and what makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely analyzing it, too, both in terms of friendships and my marriage. Although, I would say that for my marriage specifically, we, I don't know, we strike a good balance just sort of naturally in in expressing love to one another. Um, so this, for me, has really informed my friendships more than anything else. I know I'm difficult to, be, to live with um, and to be friends with, but I was shocked at how extreme my numbers were, although I didn't have a 0%. But I only have 3% for physical touch. Uh, I'm basically completely opposite of you, Ellen. Zero gifts. Zero gifts. And gifts are high on my list, too. So I have 3% physical touch, 7% words of affirmation. The next one up is all, it jumps to 20% of receiving gifts, 30% quality time, and then 40% acts of service, which I think that's the highest percentage of any of us, right? Yeah, mine are all, all, um, my highest was... Yes. 26. And you have a 37%. 30 physical. Oh my God. Yeah, Where did we keep this friendship going? I don't know. It's amazing. <laughs> but I thought it was so funny because I often talk about our friendship, Ellen, to other people as you, you being the counterbalance to my very sort of stuck in my own way personality, right? You, you essentially give me what I don't give myself. I, I don't have anyone in my life who forces me to hug them the way that you do. <laughs> I but, just hold on and that. I know, but even though it's at three percent, you know, clearly it's not as important as the other things to me, but I still need that in my life, right? I need people in my life that will bring me back to center in some ways. Um, because clearly left to my own devices, I skew to the very to the extremes. So I talk about us that way, especially with David. We'll talk about, you know, our friendship. And I'm like, she's just everything I'm not. And I need that in my life. I need people in my life who remind me that, you know, there are other ways of being human and that that's good and Mm -hmm. that not everyone is like me. And, and it pulls, you pull me out of myself. I think that's what I'm saying. And it's a good thing because I get so stuck in my ways and so focused on how I want things. And so to have you in my life to remind me that, you know what, occasionally I really do need a hug. And from time to time, words of affirmation are important. Um, I think that that is why you're so important to me is, is, and why somehow, even though we are clearly so different, why our friendship is so important. Um, 
It reminds me of the one time you came over and we had a fire and we did the sushi and uh, I just said you brought the sushi but uh, it meant so much to you that yes. I set the plates yeah. and set it all up and I remember you saying like uh, I, I, and like how how you love that and how yeah. special it was but I didn't realize that was an act of act service. Of service. But totally. I think that comes easy to me. Like, but I don't see mm -hmm. like having people over hosting, and mm -hmm. I don't see that as an act of service. It's almost like selfish because I want everything to look warm and comfortable, and like I want people over. That feeds again my physical touch, my mm -hmm. quality time, my mm -hmm. words of affirmation, communication, like in a room with mm -hmm. people. So it's so interesting how it all like just comes together and makes yeah. then sense that puzzle of the five languages of love. Yeah, what she's talking about was actually really meaningful. And um, I, you know, I'll remember that as one of um, a really, just a really important moment in our friendship. I was just coming over. Were we recording that night? Yes. We were. Mm -hmm. um, but we decided to do dinner beforehand. And I did. I brought the sushi. But I showed up and there was a fire going and she had plates set out with placemats and it just looked beautiful and she had been really intentional that's an important word for me intentional in making that space um inviting and and personal and you said something the other day maybe it's what you put on my facebook wall you said something about how now that i know that it's acts of service i'll ask you what i can do for you that day and that's great but i think one of the things that that's important about acts of service and that was important that night is that i didn't ask for it right acts mm -hmm. of service are meaningful to those people who need them when they are intentional with the, without being asked for. Yeah, I agree. And I will say that you did that. So I'm second with acts of service. But when my family came into town and you were like, you were going to come to the airport with me. And you're like, no, no, I'm just going to stay home and get some things ready. And I was like, okay, well, my number one is quality time. So I was like a little bit bummed, right? But then our other friend came along, and it was fine. Like they, I was picking them up in Baltimore, so it was not like a super long drive, but longer. Yeah. And then we came home with my family, and she had the, the whole house set up for them, right? And yeah. it was so special for me as a, okay, well, we didn't do the quality time, but we didn't need it that night. We have it all the time, right? So it was very special to me that she put in the effort for not only me, but my family as well, because family is very important to me, to set set everything out, have the food prepared for when they got home, because I was talking about how, oh, they're going to be hungry when they get off the airplane, and they're going to blah, 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 like just conversations that we were having that I was just thinking out loud, not really thinking that she was paying attention, paying attention to, but she was, and she had everything set up for when we came home, and it was beautiful, and we had like such a great time together that night. So again, I, I know you don't think you're like super acts of service, but you do those little meaningful things where it's mm -hmm. like, I didn't ask you to set things up. You just did it. I wouldn't yeah. have expected it even. Like they can just eat some snacks or something, but you set everything up to be beautiful. This is where the fine line comes in. I feel like when I sometimes look around and watch couples and I wonder how did they meet? How did they decide to stay? be together to plan something to see each other over and over again besides the physical the chemical the romantic spark that's there and needs to be a base like I would say if we would sit down in Shirlington and watch people I think most of them don't know about the five languages of love and I wonder if that's how they probably still just, that's how the book starts. I read the book back in the days. It was like this woman complaining to the psychologist, like, oh, when we first met, he did all those things for me. He did the dishes, he bought the garbage out, he fixed this and this and this. And now he doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't do anything for me. So this is her way of being loved, right? So I find it interesting and tricky to really know 
because now that Ashton knows my love language is like words of affirmation obviously we hug you know but sometimes when she just like looks at me when she feels like I need this in the moment it's like Ellen you're so you know great and I'm like is she just playing my love language <laughs> you know because she knows but I, I need did it this. before like, your love language know, quiz Ellen but now I know you know <laughs> now I need to like 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 you know take it in a but i will way. say that so my first is quality time and in the quality time definition it talks about like for when you're with someone and they just give you the undivided attention they're not doing the dishes or cleaning this or cleaning that so i feel like sometimes it gets tricky for me because i i'm a quality time and acts of service so it's like if I'm with somebody and they're doing the dishes and doing all that, like I still feel loved, but it's not quite as much as if they just stop and spend time with me. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit like I can understand where they're coming from and why they're doing that stuff, but also like just sit with me and be with me and the dishes can wait, right? So it, yeah, I feel like sometimes it gets tricky when they're so intertwined with each other. I just had like a moment of internal revolt when you were like, just stop doing the dishes. Like, don't stop doing the dishes. See? They're doing the dishes. Why would you ever yeah. want them to stop doing exactly. the dishes? <laughs> this is why but, you're 40% acts exactly. of service and I'm 23 acts exactly. of service. I literally had a moment of, like, observing my thoughts as you were saying that, thinking, <laughs> oh, wow, I'm really having a strong reaction to this. <laughs> um, I will say I – so my husband took the test at my urging – um, I told him about how, you know, extreme my results were and we were kind of laughing about it. And I was like, you shouldn't take it. He's, he's in many ways a lot like you, Ashlyn. He's very easygoing, very chill, uh, laid back and, and easy to be around. I think of you as a very easy person to be around. And he's, he's a lot like that. But because of that, I really couldn't pinpoint his love language for sure. I knew gifts is probably high up there, but um, other than that, I wasn't sure. So I told him to take it. And he normally doesn't do things like that. I was really surprised he did. He must not be an acts of service. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he's very similar to you, even maybe more in that he was so even, right around that 20% across the board, mm -hmm. which I think is funny that I'm so extreme, right? And he's so even keeled across the board. there's that balance again. Though. Exactly. The yeah. balance of, you know, kind of like you and me, Ellen, how we're such good friends because I think we're very different. Um, he and I are very different in many, in all the ways. <laughs> um, and I think that works in our favor. But even knowing that about him made me think about how I express my love to him. So I don't use words of affirmation very often because to me it's not important. So I just assume that it's not important. But as soon as I was able to associate a number to that, so like to me, 7% words of affirmation. Clearly they're not a high priority. But for him it was somewhere in the low 20s. So a much bigger priority for him. And I realized that that is something that I need to work on in our marriage so that he knows that that I love him. So when I told you guys that I did this, that his birthday was a couple days ago, and we're really celebrating. I mean, it's pandemic, so it's weird to celebrate things mm -hmm. like this anyway. But we're really celebrating in a few days. And I had a meal planned for him at home, and he's getting new tennis shoes, which, you know, that's what he wanted, so that's great. <laughs> um but I was like, what can I do that's really special? Birthdays are important to me. I don't actually think they're very important to him, but they are important to me. And I got the idea because words of affirmation is an area of improvement for me of from midnight to 11 p.m. all day long for 24 hours, every hour on the hour, sending him a text of something that I love about him. Did you tell him before? I didn't tell him before. So I set an alarm, which I think I actually woke him up several times early that night. Oops. But I set an alarm for every hour, and I woke up. And some of them I had planned out before. Some of them I did spontaneously. And he, at first he didn't say anything. So, like, we're well into the afternoon before, he, before he's acknowledged that I'm doing this. You're like, That's what I wanted to ask you. No, like, but this is she like, like, what is wrong? What is happening? Is she leaving like me? It's like, like what big, is? right? This is big for you. This and you're major. like taking that like big exactly. like, moment and like 
really like swallowing everything and just being mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna do this for him because I love him. Yes. And then there's no nothing from him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for understanding. So I go super out of my comfort zone yes, to exactly. do this. And it's not I mean, we're a very loving couple, don't get me wrong. He is absolutely the love of my life and um the one person I, you know, wanna be around all of the time. But we're not an openly affectionate couple. We're not the couple that holds hands out, you know, in walking in public. We're not the couple who dotes on each other in public. We're just, we're pretty private in terms of our relationship um, and even to each other. And so this is like a huge thing for me. And he goes to work earlier than I even wake up sometimes. And so it's like well into the afternoon and we talk and he was, he was bummed that you know, someone he thought should have recognized his birthday hadn't, and he said something about how, I asked him about his day, and he's like, oh, it's just kind of another day, and I was like, no. What? (laughs) And then he goes, except that I've been getting these really amazing text messages all day. (laughs) So, that was kind of corny, and I'm uncomfortable, because again, words of affirmation, not my thing, so I'm like, oh, this is awkward, but whatever. But at least it's he but knows. he recognized yeah. it. And then later, after, you know, I've gone on date for hours and hours, it's like 10 o'clock. I'm getting ready to stay up for another 45 minutes or so to send him the last text message. And he's like, you really should just go ahead and send me the last one so you can go to bed. And I was like, no, no, it has to be on the hour. And he's like, babe, this has been awesome. Thank you. Just go ahead and send me the last one. Like, it's okay. I want you to get your rest. And he just had, like, there was this moment, he didn't almost even know how to say it himself, but I just knew, like, this this was big for both of us. Like, I went out of my comfort zone, and it was, it was definitely uncomfortable for me, but it meant something to him for me to do that, and for even if it was uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. so anyway, I know you had something to say. It's like, uh, I feel like you filled up his tank. Mm-hmm. That night, like. mm-hmm. yeah, and and honestly, had I not had we not taken this test, it's not something I would have ever considered doing because it is super uncomfortable for me. But I, he felt special in a way that I don't know that I've been able to make him feel special in a long time. So, um, and when you love someone, you want them to feel special. You want them to know that. So, anyway, it honestly was was a gift for us to have taken this, even if I'm. A little embarrassed by my results. <laughs> I don't think we, we should be like embarrassed by how like you know our results turn out. It's just like it's it's great to understand yourself and mm-hmm. how you connect with others and what you need and yeah like you said like finding the balance and uh, understanding because I feel like some people feel so unloved because they speak so the other language mm-hmm. of a person and they mm-hmm. don't get it because if if mine is physical touch and I'm like I touch you all the time I hug you you know and you don't feel love because I'm not saying the words of affirmation I feel like people maybe nonsensely uh, breaking up with each other over that and mm-hmm. if there is a little knowledge a little understanding of that it, it really helps to to keep the spice of love and that connection that connection that you can't force mm-hmm. when you first meet somebody it's like you know nothing about them right but if you meet somebody and you have that physical chemical romantic spark that's there or not uh, like to build on like it's it's great to mm-hmm. have that knowledge yeah well because even like the you were saying the book said is like at the beginning everybody's doing everything for the other person usually because mm-hmm. they're trying to woo them or court them or get them to enjoy each other's company because they like that person and eventually that does kind of fizzle off but if you know like one thing that they really love like their main love language at least you can understand that enough even if it's not your own like what you did for your husband for his birthday and still keep that each other feeling that love because you do love him Mm -hmm. and he loves you right yeah it's just you speak different languages in love Mm -hmm. and so it's nice when you know that about somebody else and then you can 
go out of your way, which is a very acts of service thing to do. <laughs> it is, right? Go out I of your way. I thought about that. Yeah. yeah. To make him feel loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think something you said, Ellen, is important, though, because sometimes, sometimes the way that we want people to love us or to show their love to us is not always the way that we show love to others. Sometimes they align. Mm-hmm. Like in my case, I don't want you to hug me and I'm probably not going to hug you. But I, well, I say that though, but acts of service is the way that I want you to show me love. I will say, I think, I think quality time and gifts are probably the ways primarily that I show love to others. I don't know that it's acts of service. Maybe it is. Would have to think more about that. Um, do you think that there's a difference for you personally in how you want others to show you love and how you show love to others? I, like I said earlier, I think really I, I show love with gifts, and that's just I thought of you and I like to get something mm-hmm. for somebody. What's meaningful can be small, you know. So, uh, and I've been in relationship where it's. Uh, like I knew that person's like okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it meant really seriously I could feel it meant nothing Mm -hmm. and for me it felt like from the heart and uh, I wasn't received like that Mm -hmm. so but yeah I wished I'd done the 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 language of love the test test. maybe again I mean I did it earlier a long time ago Mm -hmm. and I forgot but I always knew it was physical touch let me touch you both (laughs) <laughs> Feeling the love in the air. Just for you. <laughs> yeah. You like touch quality. too. Come on. Hard touch. You you wanted to say. Yeah, I, I mean I just wanna sort of reiterate what you just said. I can think of so many things that you've given to me. I mean I stole the wallet that you like gave me because it matched my purse because they were both from Africa. <laughs> like I still use that and I think of you every time oh, I use it, which I is all it. the time, right? And but you do spontaneously, like mm-hmm. you give, you you have the soul of a giver. So I think it's really interesting knowing you and how much you give that necessarily like in terms of the ways that you want people to show you love, that falls per- very zero percent. Yeah. Like that yeah, falls so I think you so should low. retake the test. I think you should retake the test too because <laughs> no. I'm not sure that that is, I don't know, maybe it is, but it seems strange to me. But a weaver, uh talking about gift and acts of service it's kind of combined right like giving and acts of service i feel like it's really kind of one does that make sense like giving when you do an act of service you're giving your time you're giving your heart you're giving your thought you're acting it's not a physical present you bought a gift but it's a gift the gift of Mm -hmm. service so i feel like they are both intertwined somehow Mm -hmm. maybe i don't know i feel like i appreciate gifts but i appreciate gifts that tell your family if they're listening mom stop getting no i'm just kidding i love you mom (laughs) get me whatever it's time it's time no she knows this already she gets stuff and then i'm like thanks mom did you want it you want it back you could return it and get the money back um, anyways, but I love, and maybe because gifts is one of my lower ones, it's equal to touch, which I thought touch would be one of my higher ones. Um, I love gifts that are thoughtful. So it doesn't have to be anything extreme, but like if you go to the beach and you see a shell that makes you think of me or anything like that makes you think of me and you pick it up and you're like, this made me think of you. This is why. And then there's like an explanation for the gift versus like, here's a bag. I have to get Ashlyn a gift, so I'm going to get her a gift. Like, it's a holiday. I have to get her something. So then you give me the whatever it is for that. It, I don't, I, I'm just like, this means nothing, you know. So I think, I think gifts and acts of service are different in a love language quiz type of way. I think acts of service are acts of service. You doing something for the other person. And gifts are, I was here, I thought of you, here's the gift, and here's why. That's why I think it's all intertwined again, because it's a quality time. I'm thinking of you, and 
at picking this up it's an act of service and bringing it to you it's a gift like it's like it's like a process i feel like okay i disagree with you guys so gifts is higher it's one of my top three yeah top three um but it's close to quality time i want that bag you give me the bag it doesn't matter that you just liked the bag and didn't really think about me very much like i i I want that bag. Well, then why didn't you accept that <laughs> bottle of wine I gave you then? Um, because that was Chardonnay and I don't drink Chardonnay. <laughs> okay, see? Um, no, it's, I, I um, the, like. I just want to explain that we just talked about how she didn't like Chardonnay. <laughs> and as a joke, I gave her a bottle of Chardonnay. So that's like, really just the side yeah. note to why I just said, why did you not take that bottle? We already knew why. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, no, I I would say, and it sounds like far more than either of you, maybe it speaks to how superficial I am, but I like things. And if you give me a thing, whether it, you know, it was super meaningful or not, I'm going to appreciate that. Well, you know what? I do agree with you, actually. So this was probably my quality time acts of service, trying to understand the gifts. But now that you're saying that, I, my mom is high on gifts. And so she does. She just gets the gift and she appreciates the gifts. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. like, the thought behind it or anything. It's the things and the objects. And, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. So when you said, like, your mom would give you something and it's not meaningful and you're like, oh, you know what, I'm probably not going to use it. You should give it back. It's the worst thing I could ever do. Well, it, it is. To yeah. me, like, that, I could never imagine returning someone's gift even if it was thoughtless, even if they just went out and bought something because they felt like they had to give something to me because it was a gift. It was something that they gave me. So I'm it's, sorry, Mom, no, no. daughter. <laughs> no, I just think it's so interesting how we interpret gifts differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to like, you know, give me a bag or something, that's, that's cool. <laughs> I'm sure we can find something in this house to give you before you leave. Don't worry. There's plenty of And you feel the things. love. You take the love of you. But the thing is, you like pretty things. You like quality. You like fancy, unique things. It's not like somebody can just pick something up. That's interesting, though, that I could just go to Target and pick something up. That no, I no just like things. things. Yeah. <laughs> but that's sweet because I grew up in East Germany. Like, you don't give a gift like a gift that you re- you receive you don't give to somebody else because you don't care for it so you don't and regift yeah you don't regift i'm and, a regifter and i like when i grew up my mom my mom uh she would get me all these like clothes from like east german style and i was living already on the west side and Christmas I would come home and she's like starting the sentence like I got this for you and I talked to every girl in the store young girls if this is something my daughter would like and they said yes so you like this (laughs) and then she would give it to me and I'm like let me try this on and I would just go in the hallway and just put it on I'm like oh god I I can't tell her she doesn't want to hear it but I don't like it I will never wear it is she not looking at me does she not recognize my style I know that's her love language to give me something but I mean it's like I got shields Mm -hmm. like how ugly it is like one time I made it easy on her and just said get me like a morning robe like a Mm -hmm. like bathrobe yeah I feel like I shared that on a on a one of our podcasts before, but I thought that's easy, right? But she found the most screaming bathrobe and turquoise with flowers on the chest and like puffy shoulders. Like I'm Digital like, how? Woman, I probably would like it. <laughs> I know you would make me laugh. <laughs> I would just wear it yeah, all the time. So I have the maybe the funniest gift story, but I think it illustrates the different perspectives that we're talking about here. So um, my grandmother, I was going to say before she died, but really it wasn't just before she died. She was always a rather strange gift giver, totally a free soul. Like, I mean, this woman was progressive before progressive was a thing, right? Uh, She definitely burned bras in the 60s and then refused to ever wear one since then, Mm -hmm. Um, which was at times um, at odds with my much more conservative family and parents. Um, So 
let's rewind to, I bet it was like 10 years ago now. My husband and I were not yet married and we were living together, which was not okay with my parents. And um, we were all kind of at odds about that. And our relationship as a result was definitely strained during that period. My grandmother did not care two shits. She loved David and thought it was great that we were together and visited us. And anyway, so it's my birthday and I'm down in South Carolina visiting my parents and my grandfather. So my mom's dad, so not related to my grandmother, not married to her, different granddad. They're there for my birthday. David did not come with us. And my grandmother had mailed my gifts to me. So my parents had them and we're all opening my gifts there together, but my grandmother's not there. I'm just getting ready to open her gifts. She was known for sending some strange gifts from time to time. She, she was also known for like buying multiples of the same thing at Costco and then gifting you the same thing like several years in a row because she forgot she had given it to you the year before. <laughs> I love her. It was great. Um, but anyway, I open things up and she had them packaged individually which she gave me some of the most hideous raunchiest pieces of lingerie yes, girl. ever I mean this shit was not anything I would ever wear <laughs> but not only is it just heinous and totally inappropriate I have my dad on one side and my grandfather on the other Opening lingerie that is meant to be worn for my not-yet-husband, whom I live with, and my parents are not okay. I feel like she's my spirit animal. Oh, yeah. No, she was fantastic. I have never been so embarrassed in my entire life. And the fact that they were all packaged individually, I just kept unwrapping them. (laughs) Like, you didn't learn the first time. No, it just kept happening. Okay, let's try for something different. Uh, Exactly. The same. Okay, one more. Okay, we'll just put that. But here's the lesson. Here's what I think it has to do with the love languages. Miss Lydia, I called her Miss Lydia because we're from the South. Miss um, Lydia was known for getting random gifts that made no sense. And so at face value, you're like, do you not know me? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, have you never seen what I wear? Do you not know the situation going on in our family right now that this might be an inappropriate gift to give me? And yet somehow the fact that she always had something wrapped in there for us whether she was there or not, was meaningful. It did not matter what was in it at, at all. But the fact that there was a gift there that she never forgot, um, again, whether she could be with us or not physically, was meaningful. The, the actual, it was the giving that mattered. It didn't actually matter what it was. That's beautiful. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, my mom always has gifts, no matter what they are. If for, like, Halloween, she sends my kids cards with, like, exactly. 5 or $10 in it. Yeah. You know, like, my kids get better gifts than I do, but <laughs> at least they get money. Mom, thanks a lot. No, I'm just kidding. But for all of her grandchildren, even, though, too, like, she has six kids. I don't even, can't keep track of how many grandchildren now, mm. but she remembers Every holiday, every birthday, every everything. Mm-hmm. And she always has something for all of them. Mm-hmm. So there is something to be said about that as yeah. well. Like the thoughtfulness that goes behind all of that, for sure. I definitely love that. But what I thought when my mom would, when my mom would give me those presents, I'm like, doesn't she know there are certain things I would like to have, right? And I can't because I'm studying and I can't afford. And, you know, the clothes that I really wear so even for me it was like even just give me the ten dollars you spent on that to for me to like buy that thing or invest in whatever i want to mm-hmm. it for, for me it was uh, a waste of money and i couldn't feel like that her love language is that obviously now i will take a different look at it knowing that but it just frustrated me i think with giving me that and I feel like my friend Nadar is the same way I uh, uh, like she was once told me about her husband where she kind of prompt propped him to like I like kind of like a Christmas list and he got like other things right so I actually since we talked about it I practiced with her and when, when my birthday came around we didn't see each other because of COVID no, we saw each other on my birthday, but then 
she she had a present for me and she only it ended up like this summer or something she's like here's actually your gift right because we haven't seen each other and she gave me uh, a bag that was very shiny very bling bling and I I just couldn't like I would fake with my mom or practice I couldn't and I told her like I'm sorry I will never use this bag I have to tell you you know do you think you know a friend who really would love it it's just like I love the sword and that I, I love that you brought me something but I I know it's just like I have so many bags I know my style of bags it's no bling on it like it's just leather and like so uh, she totally accepted that in that moment and even that I felt guilty that I kind of hurt her feelings but in the end she gave me like this French shower douche mm -hmm. stuff that I use every morning it's like yellow golden looking and I shower yeah shower gel? no shower shell no it's like a, a where you body wash body wash yes shower gel gel body oh wash. shell I understood shell no, <laughs> okay gel. gel so I sprinkled that in my in my hand every day and I think of her like it's it feels like gold in my hand I love the smell I put it on it's very oily and I'm just so grateful for this I agree I enjoy useful gifts more <laughs> as well like the pots and pans that my mom has given me for Christmas are much more meaningful than like a bag or something but then you have friends like me who literally for your birthday will just like go to Goodwill and get you a toilet seat just to be stupid right like just to be funny like I'm not actually getting you a gift or anything important I'm literally going to Goodwill and getting you a toilet seat and saying happy birthday because you 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 remember something it's a joke behind it. no literally just to be ironic just okay. to say here's your toilet seat I for think your birthday. you're clear now right like no toilet seat for me on my I'm next getting birthday. you 17 <laughs> toilet seats now you say that but then when we celebrated my birthday in January who showed up with a cake the guest was hilarious. They wouldn't write bitch on it. You wanted to call me a bitch on my cake. And they wouldn't do it. She did it. that. It was loving. It was the I most know it was. loving form of bitch it was. I could ever think of. No, I, and that's my point, is that you wanted the exact cake that would make me laugh and that would bring joy to my party. And I think that's more acts of service, though, because I took the time to write on the cake. Oh, bitch, it is, it bitch. Is, it is I wanted of... to call you a bitch, yep. so I wrote that on your yep. cake. You did. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just knocked down a picture. I it's fine. Uh, anyway. It's telling. But I, yes, the... That is more acts of service. You're right. Yeah. But that was meaningful to me. <laughs> The fact that you wrote bitch on my cake But it's was also really a, a silly thing to do, right? Like, it's not just, I'm going to bring you a normal cake. Here's your cake. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, I'm going to see how extreme. Like, where's the line? And I'm going to go, like, right up there and make everyone laugh and be silly. L-O-L. <laughs> so we have this thing where I always write, ha, 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 ha. Like, ha, yes, ha, I know. Laugh. Too yes, much. I know. tell her, like, you don't have to laugh so much. Like, stop saying ha, ha, ha. I'm laughing. Ha, 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 right now. So, but LOL, I do not like. But I say the LOL all the time. LOL, if anybody says LOL, it's just, to me, it's so annoying. It's so annoying, like, ha, 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 ha. And I feel like we're getting a little off topic <laughs> yes, now. So maybe we've recorded. This is a love language <laughs> thing that we need to deal with yeah, on our own. To say. Words of affirmation. Ha, ha, ha. LOL. <laughs> I did tell them earlier in watching them interact with each other, um, Ellen and Ashlyn are, are, are becoming a little a little Grace and Frankie-ish, if you've ever seen that, that show. I've never seen that um, show. Maybe you, you like should. It. You like it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They might spend too much time together now. <laughs> Jury's out. But. We live together. We work together. Like, <laughs> we do everything yeah. together. <laughs> So let's see, to finish this episode, what is the one thing that you feel like you learned from this that you will take with you? Like if you had to boil it down to one takeaway, what would it be? That even though I did not know I was acts of service because of previous relationships and my quality time being higher, that I actually um, acts of service and I had no idea I thought that would be a lower lower on my list but I'm mm -hmm. it's such a good 
thing to know about myself? For me, I think knowing that physical touch and words of affirmation are so low, three and seven percent, knowing that they were so low makes me cognizant of the fact that they are likely not that low for other people and I need to do them more. Um, I knew they weren't my favorites, but I didn't realize quite the degree to which I abhor them. <laughs> and, and that's uncommon. And so I need to be more sensitive to others' needs for those two things. I shouldn't just assume that my dislike for them, distaste for them, is reflected in other people. So tonight, talking to you about like my mom and how she give, gives gifts and I haven't seen her in three years, it just makes me think of, uh, yeah, what her love language is. If she gives gifts, if that's also her love language, I probably think it is. But also when we talk on the phone and we don't talk as much as some people do who are close. So, but I know, yeah. You talk a lot. She mm -hmm. calls you a lot. Every day. And I'm a, my mom would probably too, but she learned over the years, I think. And the time zone difference helps too. To, it's just not uh, possible all the time. But I know when we spend quality time together and have a good conversation and how happy she feels and how she ends the conversation with like, oh, this was a good call and we talk. And so I, I think I want to find the German test and let her do the test and see uh, what hers is. Guys, uh, please share with us what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Maybe you know uh, your love language. Maybe you have written, uh, written, not written, but read the book. And um, maybe not. And it inspires you right now. And you will agree with us. You will disagree. We are interested in everything. So please share with us. Let us know. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. And until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. Our next episode will be my last with the Connected Hearts crew as I look to invest more time in other parts of my life. To hear more about my next steps and why I've chosen to step away from this beloved project, you're going to want to sign up for our content at patreon.com slash connectedheartspod. We post meditations, sound bowl healings, and spoken word readings each month. And Ashlyn and Ellen are planning even more for 2021. Thank you for being our community. Thank you for being our people.